0: Hello everybody and welcome to Akeem's Dream Show hosted by yours truly Akeem the Dream and today we're going to be talking about Stock Woke. How everyone is becoming an investor. The history of the stock market it's over or 500 years old. You know if you think back to its origins you can look all the way back to the, the Dutch India Trading Company and I believe it was you know the 1600s uh, issuing first public stock and the idea of a of a company uh you know going to the stock market makes a lot of sense. You want to expand or you want you more cash or whatever it is. You uh do an IPO, go public, initial initial public offering, initial public offering and then uh people can buy stocks and your uh company all of a sudden is uh can has more cash to draw from and you can offer a dividend and all of a sudden you you pick up some more momentum, you expand your business, and then those those stocks become valuable. How depending on how your business does, all of a sudden someone's willing to buy, pay for or twice, twice or triple what that stock was originally worth. Someone bought it, and uh, you have the stock market, and you have millions of these transactions going on every day where people are buying, li- buying up little pieces of companies, all around the world, different stock exchanges, and uh, typically this was. Something where they would uh, work their job, stock away all their cash in maybe a a company match percentage where you'd put a specific amount away every single month and your company would match it. And it would go into some mutual fund that maybe matched the market 6% a year. People were happy with that. 6% Six percent a year over thirty, forty years. You match the market, has its ups and downs, but it averages it out around seven percent. Okay, you're making seven percent of your money. And if you're investing, you know, five grand a year, whatever, you can have a million dollars in 40 years, whatever it is. That's the basic premise, okay? That was the that was the depths people got into with the stock market. But then something happened in the eighties and nineties, and even in the seventies, you had these companies who were unicorns. And what a unicorn is it's it's a company that has super, uh, supernatural growth, and uh, as a pri- when it when it launches privately, let's take uh, Apple for example or Microsoft. And this was more prominent in the tech sector. These these companies would launch to such fanfare and such demand that they, in a lot of cases, couldn't even meet the demand. They couldn't even they couldn't keep up with the with the production. They couldn't keep up with the expansion, so they needed to go public. They needed to uh, issue stock and get that capital reinfused back into the business. But as these companies uh, went public, their values went to astronomical amounts. So if you were in on the bottom floor, I think it's the colloquial term where people say, "Oh, get in on the bottom floor." Well, if you were on the bottom floor and you were able to buy stock on IPO day, uh, you could, you could, you could uh, imagine or with a certain level of hesitancy uh, predict that the stock would perhaps double in a year's time, if not triple. I mean, I think about the famous story with the Facebook guys, where I'm not sure whether or not the story is true, but I mean it kind of illustrates the point perfectly where the Facebook guys came to California in 2004, and they were painting their office, and they had a painter come in, and they uh, they weren't broke, but they couldn't really afford to pay this guy. So they they took on the work. The painter took took on the work and in good faith. And then the Facebook guy said, "Listen, we don't have money, but we do have stock. And We have this tech company called Facebook. Here's some stock." And I think whatever they gave him, maybe I don't, I don't even want to guess, but they gave him a decent amount of stock, in, in, as opposed to paying him for his painting services. And when they went to the IPO, this guy made like thir- when When Facebook went to their IPO, when, they, when Facebook went public, this guy made just for painting their office. million. And there's so many stories like that in the zeitgeist where someone buys a stock that nobody knows about, or maybe people have pretty good feelings about, but they're like, okay, I'll buy a stock later. But people buy stock on the ground floor. And in a matter of years, maybe sometimes in a matter of months, that stock triples and quadruples in values in value. That is, that is unbelievable. And if you think about the power of, uh, of money, uh, you know, you think about this idea of being an owner. That's essentially what it does. It's like it gives you equity in a company. Very small piece of equity, but uh, a small a small piece of a big pie still ends up being a decent amount for you. One percent of a billion, which is not uncommon for some of these tech companies to be valued at. That's a decent amount of cash. Okay, <laughs> give me one percent of a billion, a million dollars. So just uh, yeah, give me that. Uh, I mean, I'll take it. That is that is the power of the stock market, and I think people in the last maybe 10 20 years they became stock woke and the idea of being stock woke is a, is a coin is a, is a phrase i've ter- i've coined since i've seen so many of my friends uh, and not even not even i'm not even thinking about this negatively i'm just i'm just making observations cuz i'm part of this too i started investing in the stock market but i saw so many of my friends it became a phenomenon who became investors serious investors and I'm not talking just, oh, I buy stocks on Quest Trade or whatever Robinhood app. I actually read the PL states. I read the market uh, market reviews and and uh, uh, industry reports. They're looking at a million PL sheets. They're looking at all this information to figure out what stock is hot, which one could grow, what is poised to what is poised to change, right? And then you had this whole epidemic with uh, insider trading where people would buy stocks on the uh privileged information about maybe a company merging or doing an acquisition of another company that the public didn't have a uh, knowledge of so that they could they could make a purchase of a stock that they knew was going to skyrocket in a matter of days on information that only they had they were privy to which is illegal but there's a lot of excitement around getting money to work for you instead of working for your money, i.e., becoming an owner, i.e., becoming having equity in a company. If we're being honest with ourselves, is the best way to make money. If that's, I mean, people, like, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, debates to be had about the efficacy of work and what it makes, what it does for a person's soul and what it does for their for their mission and their purpose in life. But when it comes to just like the money itself, why not make have money make money for you? So I get the I get the whole idea of uh, starting to become aware of how the stock market works and being an active player as an investor. So a lot of my buddies, they started, and I think YouTube had a lot to do with this too, those five second ads before every YouTube video, you'd get a, you'd get an advert with this guy who's like, yeah, I used to be broke. And then all I had to do was open my wealth trade account and I started buying stocks and now I'm a millionaire. I uh, bought an Island and uh, yeah, I'm dating, uh, I'm dating Billy, uh, Billy Eilish now. It's pretty cool. So, You'd see apps like, like ads like that, which a lot of times are bullshit, but the general crux, which a lot of people can see through is, okay, I can be an investor. I don't have to be a consumer because that's what most of us are, isn't it? We're consumers. We're not we are not owners. We're not investors. We don't have any equity in any of the products we we purchase. Imagine if you bought all the Apple products you bought. Okay, let's say you have three. You bought three iPhones since Apple's been, since Apple started the iPhone, which is crazy. Apple iPhones only been around since 2007, 13 years. So let's say they've had they've had 10 models or 11 models or 12 models by now. So let's say you bought four of them, each at 1,200 bucks a pop. Okay, what is that? That is 4,800 bucks. So let's say you spent five grand on phones in the last 12 years for Apple. But instead of buying those 12 phones, you put $5,000 into Apple 13 years ago. Would you rather have the four phones or would you rather have the $5,000 of stock in 2007 in Apple Inc.? See, that's how investors think. They start thinking, okay, do I want to be an owner in this company? The products are great. Services are great. I love what they do. And because I love what they do, I'm gonna invest into what I know, into what I like. I mean, that's the premise of value investing. You you buy, you uh, you buy stocks that you think will appreciate based on your circle of competence and what you know and what you think you know, and you start buying companies or uh, pieces of companies that you think have a future, and you buy it low and you hold on to it forever. And to answer that question, believe you me, I'm taking the five thousand dollars of Apple stock because I don't know how much is appreciated in the last thirteen years, but we could safely say that $5,000 could easily be 100 dollars to $200,000 today, which is maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm being a little bit hyperbolic, but you get the point. It's going to be worth more than the four phones you've had. But that's why they're such a great company because, you know, you could also argue that, hey, the phones have, gave, have helped you work. They've helped you do your job. They've helped you connect with the world. Maybe they've helped you grow your business. That's why they're a valuable company because they make good products and services. So a lot of my buddies out there, you know they went from being a consumer, going to work coming home, investing in their r s p matching the market seven percent year over year compound interest blah 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 they went from that to bro, I gotta start buying stocks what's going on in the s and p what's going on in the nasdaq, okay, give it to me straight that's what they were thinking, okay and uh i I call it stock woke because wokeness is not just relating to race politics or corporations and the injustice around them. It's also relating, it's just, it's a a principle being woke. (laughs) It's uh, it's akin to waking up. It's akin to uh, having an epiphany, becoming aware for the first time of some kind of injustice. And the injustice in this case is you are a consumer and you're on the wrong side of the transaction, baby. You're on the wrong side of this equation, okay? You are a consumer, and boy, do we love to shop, man. As a consumeristic as society, and trust me, I'm part of it too. I've been there, impulsive, retail therapy, you name it, the whole nine yards. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Tooney Tuesday, back in the day. And for all y'all who don't know what Tooney Tuesday is, probably weren't born uh, before 1995. That's all right. But that's when KFC used to have the two-piece-of-chicken fries and gravy for $2.25, R.I.P., Hopefully they bring it back. But we love to shop, don't we? But the downside of this consumeristic society, which you could argue is probably the last value we all share and have left, right? The, the, last, the last value we all share and have left is, is buying shit. It's one of the few universal values that are left amongst all people in North America, at least. And the downside of this is, you know, you end up on the wrong side of the equation. You have a product and service, but no money. Could you know how many you know how many iPhones you could buy with the dividends or if you stole all the stocks you had since thirteen years ago putting five thousand dollars into Apple, you could have bought a hundred phones, but our consumeristic mind says we need it now. Give it to me now. I need a hit. My arm's open. I got the vein ready. Let me go shopping. We're addicts all of a sudden. your buddy Brad calls you up and you know, you, uh, you guys go through the typical rigor, 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 mole of your typical conversations. You know, you're talk about, you talk about women. You talk about. Uh, I'm just, I'm a guy. I'm talking, to, I'm talking about, uh, about me and my Brad, my buddy Brad, called me up, be like, Hey, Brad, what's going on? Oh, you know, not much. Girls, family, conspiracy theories, uh, sports, government, and then all of a sudden, Brad starts talking about how Tesla split the stock is now, and it is now paying pr- crazy dividends. Yeah man, you know you won't believe it man. Tesla they split this lock, and their their they're dividends are nuts man. They're going to be they're going into H factor doing all these crazy things man. They just got they just got a truck man. They're going to be revolutionizing the transportation business. And your buddy Brad, who is a pipe fitter and who's never discussed business in an entire life is now Warren Goddamn Buffett. He's now a value investor. He got his degree in finance overnight. And he can tell you everything about the stock market. And I'm not against this and I'm not down on this. I'm actually happy for this because I think it's good for people to be woke. I don't like when people press it on other people. But anything that makes you become more aware or makes you wake up unplugged from the matrix, I think is a good thing. You should increase your awareness in life. Why not? Understand how you're being hosed. Understand how you are a consumer. And at the end of the day, depending on what your goals are financially, it's probably not the best thing to be for your entire life. Maybe you should read the Intelligent Investor. Maybe you should do profit and lo- read profit and loss statements. Industry sh- understand industry trends and emerging markets. And maybe this should be something you do. If you don't have a hobby? Become stock woke. Become an investor. Go through all the YouTube channels, man. There's a million of them. People sitting down talking about the stock market. I think the most famous one that uh, has stood the test of time is, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Mad Money with Jim Cramer, where he's just talking about, oh, have you guys heard about this stock? Man, it's crazy. He's making waves. Buy now. Buy now. It's going to be great. Boom, 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 boom. That guy was actually great. I love his shows. Uh, but that's investing. 101. I probably butchered it, but you get the gist, don't you? Get woke, go broke, Nah, How about get woke, go rich? Sign me up, baby. Sign me up. And with that, buy low, sell high. Say goodnight to the good guy. I'm out.